0: on the twitter which is always a great night for the fans nice. how great well almost every fight went to a decision so let's just remember that which means fighting is not always easier from outside the cage sometimes it's uh maybe a little less tedious which means it's time for verbal tap to show that proves you Raf's gonna let anyone in charge anyone he'll let it just a common person off the street, or me, his trusted co-host, but I think both <laughs> show his growth. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raf as Esparza. As Raph, how are you doing this evening?
1: Good. Um, It's an interesting evening. A lot going on. The Grammys uh, are on tonight. You're kind mm-hmm. of helping us out by pulling double duty. I am. Are I'll you probably pausing? be live-tweeting after that. Yeah, I, you know what I did? I just tried to catch as much as I could at the very beginning, and I put like a couple place marker jokes, and then I'll, you know, live-tweet some of my reactions. The hard part is doing it time-shifted. And then that's not the only thing going on. They decided to have the Grammys on the same night that they're also going to have the Elimination Chamber for wwe so that's hard to watch as well and then earlier today they had the ebi trials which um our good friend nathan orchard beasted his way through and we had a number of people who were competing who were uh killers but yeah i guess this begs the question and we'll have to i guess ask him this the next time we talk to him which would be the first time which is this why is nathan orchard doing the trials i actually was
0: semi confused by that only because when you told me he was in the trials mm. uh, you were talking to someone else who's a very prolific competitor for that mm-hmm. that particular school mm-hmm. tenth planet and you said he you know he's a little nervous Nathan Orchard's going to be there it's like what yeah i would yeah of course you're a, a little nervous like he should be a lot nervous
1: so here's the the basis <laughs> behind this if you don't have the I guess the inside to it. And it's pretty obvious at this point. Uh, EBI, obviously Eddie Bravo's brainchild. So Tenth Planet usually is involved and they put together great matches. But the problem is Eddie doesn't want to overrun with 10th planet, so it looks like, you know, oh no, these tenth planet beasts are killers all the time. Because let's be quite frank, they have a number of people that we know about who are great, and a number of people who are fucking monsters, who are on the rise, who are becoming the next generation, not naming any names, Marvin Castile, just saying. But there are a number of people who are are making their case that they're they're quite good and, and they're growing exponentially. Having said all of that, they know that they do provide some excitement. So they want to have two, uh, you know, individuals per school or, or affiliation who come into it and no more than that. So that means that, you know, Boogie's going for a title defense – Which only leaves one more spot, so thus the EBI trials. Thus, someone as beastly as Nathan Orchard has to fight his way in. And, uh, you know, I haven't gotten to see all the matches, but from all accounts, he just kind of did what he always does. And it's pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, I don't want to – you know what, Kevin? I don't want to preview anything. But listeners, what if I were to tell you there is a possibility, myself and Kevin – could talk to nate orchard
0: and i also of course you're thinking what would they even talk to him about mm, what mm-hmm. would come to their minds i assure you will think of something yeah <laughs> anything uh that we will be able to talk about with running real short on topic ideas to talk to that guy about infamous world famous leg locker uh, because when you're world famous at that, you're
1: infamous as well. Well, don't that? forget just leg locker. I mean, dude is uh, responsible for a Dead Orchard. Kevin, have you been put in a Dead Orchard?
0: I've been showed it thanks to, well, as you're aware, pretty much every time you and I train together. We seem to make a trip near Tenth Planet. Can't figure mm-hmm. out why or mm-hmm. what would draw us to it, but it just seems to happen.
1: I would tell you, it's fun to be shown. It's worse to be had on you. Ugh, so uh...
0: don't
1: don't get too, you know. It's almost a privilege not to know what it is because it's not bueno. <laughs>
0: it's, not, it's not bueno. No. Yeah, and I I just uh, he's also. Got a very strong and interesting sort of traditional game too that he plays mm-hmm. in in conjunction with it. Uh I've also been a viewer of Leg Lock Academy. I'm a big fan. So we've uh definitely some things to talk to him about. I have some things I'm curious about because mm-hmm. we heard some highlights, including Daniel Cormier, nay like a horse. He made a horse noise. I don't know. That's what Joe Rogan asked him what it was like staring across and seeing Anderson Silva. We got a, they were having a blast. We also got, I thought one of our funnier Joe Rogan performances in a while. I don't know if it's because they added 50% more people that were directly listening to him. Um, I don't
1: hate it. I kind of, did you say 50%? I'd like to check the statistics on that one. uh, they used to be one. Now there's two. Okay, that's fine, but how big are those two people?
0: That's, I guess, if we're getting just into saying, specifics, that's fair. It I'm could just be saying, like, uh,
1: one person came Goldberg's a big on Thanksgiving. I, and frankly, I'm not sure fight.
0: Goldberg, I this isn't a knock on him. He could easily be the third guy, which is a point I'll make in this. But I did enjoy it. I had a blast with Joe, DC, and John Anik. I thought they did a really good job not... Uh, stepping on each other there was a few moments because it's their first time working together but they did a really good job in
1: in all and i had fun they they wound each other up (laughs) the vested interest of uh being fair why don't we do some pro cons i'm gonna go ahead and say there you go a couple pros here okay number one pro Obviously, filling in for Mike Goldberg, who has the thankless job of always having to signpost, do the station IDs, try to keep Joe on track with as much pot as he's smoking. Like there is there is some work to be done there. So I understand that. But pro John Annick has been working very hard. I understand it is a thankless job. One of the things I could respect about him, one person said it read like he was, uh, you know, looking at a teleprompter the whole night. John Addick's job is to sit there and kind of build the story so I could appreciate his efforts. It looked like it was paying off. Respect to him. Other pro, let's look at it this way. Joe Rogan is usually considered the expert. So the dynamic that he and Mike Goldberg has was one where, you know, Mike would ask the question. Joe would speak as the expert. And it was a good dynamic between the two. I think this allowed, and you alluded to this, and I want to ask you about it in a second, which was that Joe seemed to have a lot more fun. Could it be that this new triage, if you would, allowed Joe to not have to be the expert so much and could ask the fighter in Daniel Cormier, and then he could maybe make a little bit more of the jokey?
0: Well, and this is the best way I've ever heard this explained, and I'm going to paraphrase from of all people, Adam Carolla. He was talking about how on radio, it's a lot easier if there's two people that are driving and you're the third person because if you're funny, you're always thinking of jokes and there's a lot of pressure to keep things sort of moving. But if you're funny and you're not part of those two people that are responsible, you can pick your spots kind of much more like uh, like a Kyle Corver sort of swings in through and it's easier. Uh, I think what you what we're talking about is Joe had questions like. What's it like to stare across the cage? Daniel, you know, and Daniel Cormier is like, "Boo!" That cracked them up. Like it just there was a lot of things. Joe's a natural question interviewer. He's used to running that format, uh, and I thought he ran it a little bit more podcasty and a little less broadcasty. Sorry for <laughs> that was not. On... <laughs> it just worked for me, and Daniel Cormier is charming and interesting, and that's very helpful. And I thought Anik. Did a great job not getting in the way a lot of times, and both of them, it just, uh, it worked, I thought.
1: All right, now let's go to some of the cons. Yeah, I'm
0: curious about this. I
1: hear you guys. I'm still not sold on this. I think that DC, he was reined in a little bit, but I still don't like how random he makes it. It's usually off on tangents. Who the fuck is neighing like a horse? Like, say what you will about the Joe and the Goldie dynamic. But for all of his idiosyncrasies, you never heard Goldie be like, like, it's just, it's, it just wouldn't happen. So there is a bit of professionalism. And yeah, you might say like, ah, you know, DC's just adding some color. I don't know, man. I don't know that he needs to necessarily be on there. I'm interested to hear what, what the following sounds like. I can agree that maybe Joe and John might be a little dry. And it would might be, you know, a, a bad representation of, uh, you know, Goldie and Joe. But what about this? Joe, Annick, and Brian Stan. Now, people were saying Brian Stan should be involved in that conversation from the very beginning. But I seriously wonder, because... Stan and Joe seem like the two people who stay up and geek out over fights, and I would be interested to see how their dynamic plays if they got to interplay while Anna kind of uh, frames the arguments or frames the stories. So that's something. You can pitch whoever you want to on, on this whole perspective. It sounds like they want to do some trial and error. I just feel dc is better suited for inside of the studio and sitting down and we may revisit this conversation in years when dc's if he's like selected to do this for 10 years and we may look back at this and say eh, maybe i wasn't right i just feel for where he is now eh, i think you could do better um sure that's just my opinion uh as i alluded
0: to and i will point make couldn't necessarily argue with that he definitely still has some times and they definitely went to some homer vibes for for moments they were in on silva all three of them were well Mm -hmm. two of them annexed stayed pretty professional the other two were just like silva's kicking his ass like i don't know that he is but that was their tone i think you could change other people into that i definitely think you could and that's that's what works really well. Now, let me say, I think you keep Rogan because he's just good at it. Yeah, 100. You have to. And he that's what I was – I think you keep three. And that's the point I was going to make about Goldberg. I was like, Goldberg could have done that. He doesn't always have to talk. He's not a selfish broadcaster. That was my only thought. It was like, well, if you wanted to move to three, I don't think you had to fire Goldberg to make it happen. Uh, you could have just put them on fewer or other cards. Like it's okay to split time. It's so funny to me the way the UFC does. their like very mob like business. Like, no, you're in fucking charge of announcing. You're in fuck. You're no longer in fucking charge of announcing. Next, <laughs> next person. So they, the way they do it, is perfect. Uh, like every other sport, right? Joe Buck doesn't do every game. Just all the important ones in our lives.
1: Oh, please, never, I'm never just... again. And
0: I do say uh very heartily i thought Anik did a good
1: job i know he's a little
0: that's a that's a that's, that's, that's well, it's, just, right. it's, it's always like <laughs> but he breathes in there too so
1: i just love when he does the like randomness it's like all right everybody we're now getting into this and uh look at it over here this guy he grew up in the mean streets of chicago and can't get enough of that windy city over there anyways moving on we're gonna go over to joe joe what do you think about this and it's like what Was that really all that work just to get to the Windy City fucking pun? Really? Okay, whatever, dude. But I respect his approach. Like I know he cares. And that's what I think pushes me over because that's the hardest thing to replicate. As dumb as it sounds, and I know people want to shit on Goldie, and maybe we can do this because we romanticize the past. But think about this for a second. If most of you, I'm not saying myself, but maybe myself, we're on a microphone. Everybody's smart until you have to talk for 5 hours straight and then suddenly words start slurring. Your analogies don't come out the same way that they're supposed to. And even bigger than that, this is my favorite one. Uh his precision is precise. Like <laughs> <it's> just <laughs> it's just mean. So, yeah, I think there's there's some wiggle room. I'd love to see them uh, continue the 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 whole like let's rotate him in um i do i wonder what happens if you put like say kenny florian in there too I, i there's a few combinations of things that make that that dynamic work and i do wonder what it sounds like so uh let's see what happens let's let's keep seeing and mixing it up i just feel like hanging it all in dc is a lot to ask for at the moment yeah like anything
0: you know dc uh just keep uh, keep him fed. Keep him happy.
1: No, I, I feel they're paying him in Popeyes. You don't know that they aren't. They were they're
0: like, we're going to throw an extra incentive. 200 Proof straight days. Prove free, it. Free. You can make 205. That's how they, hey, it's not all Cain Velasquez now. Uh, fight to win. Let me give a shout out to you. I had some teammates fighting on the pro card. It was, oh, John Coombs continues to look Terrifying. That guy is good. He pulled off an arm bar that was. He's just. He scares me the way he chews his gum. Slick bag. He's got like a turtleneck on. It seems like he's just like short, filled with energy, popping around. I'm going to tackle that. Arm bar at guillotine. Almost did it again with the guillotine. Took it to an arm bar. I guess he was okay settling. Eric Coe, a teammate whom I told you about a few weeks ago. Yes. Was like, hi. She had a standing match with someone that murdered me. He had a beautiful armbar, and he was just in charge. He did a, I th- he pulled guard really efficiently and and kept position well. Ashley fought. She had a great match with uh, Brittany, who pulled off the arm triangle, which is the official choke of the podcast. We do mm-hmm. sponsor that unofficially. And Jen Perez fought Tessa Neely. Jen. Friend of the podcast, she was on a while back with the Around the Mat series, as people remember, five-star on iTunes, five-star in your hearts, especially the Around the Mat YouTube series that you can't do anything on in iTunes. We had Jen on, she ends up living in Denver, Colorado, she always did, I end up living here, training with Tessa, they had a really badass fight that just went all over the place and had a lot of action, kept moving. And Elliot Marshall of the Elevation Fight Team beat up on Babaloo, Babalu,
1: Babalu
0: uh, you know, not as aggressive. Raph, mm, I think yeah. I think you and he would have a nice match.
1: Wait, hold on. What?
0: I think you and he would have a lovely.
1: Explain what that means, Kevin.
0: I just think pace-wise, he would struggle to pass your guard.
1: I'm trying to trying to decipher this maybe spell it out for me the way i would spell it something for you it's more of
0: a compliment that i think uh he's not quite at elliot marshall's level as do i think neither are you and i sure but i think he would have a lot of fun fighting say you or me because yeah. you know, like
1: going to be just, heavy you breathing. You put me as the the epicenter of that. I one. just
0: think with your defense and his lack of desire to pass, we'd have a real, <laughs> <laughs> we'd have exactly what we had. Except maybe he knows some things that may work a little bit better on you that okay, did okay. not me, work on Elliot. Can
1: I can I ask a question? Yeah. How would you see a match going with you? Just for comparison, because I want to see if there's a difference between the way you're describing it with me and him. And you and him. I think I'd armbar
0: the shit out of him. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Mm. The way I watched that movement. No, I'm kidding. Elliot didn't. I, I assume. Uh, he <laughs> I just want to make sure you and try and twist my head off.
1: You weren't like jumping a few levels somehow in this conversation where you're just like, well, Raf, you know, you'd struggle with him, but you'd use a lot of that A plus defense. Whereas I like to think I would just armbar him very quickly, probably in the first minute. <laughs> 30 40 seconds, tops. 30 seconds, I guess. Uh, pending how hard I,
0: you know, pending if it took me a while to get him down, which I don't think it will. <laughs> no, he he just, not not ready to compete at the black belt level anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not not a main event, I don't think, in terms of what I saw. Just couldn't even, wasn't interested in moving. Wasn't going to do it. No, it is. was like, you know, you kind of got to break the guard here, or try, or do something. <laughs> Can't just sit there. Nope, I guess you can. All right uh ellie it'll move you don't worry hang out until the three minute mark then he'll uh change so that was uh but you did get to see coombs and yes. god damn
1: okay he's a special kid man he's Ooh. he's got a lot of good stuff going on on him uh i'm excited to see it. and he's just like a relatively newer black belt so he's just in the baby bird years of this so exciting things to come from him i'm sure
0: when he he came up for the shanji modern guard passing Mm -hmm. portion of the (laughs) day-long seminar and will uh was like congratulations on the black belt he was like oh yeah thank you that's right (laughs) like look down like oh yeah yeah so it must be still relatively new it didn't see. Like, oh yeah, thank you. That's right. So interesting, awesome.
1: Well, don't we have some fights to talk about? I nope. think we need to get to those. Wait, Not what? interested. Don't want nope. to talk. No, come on. We have to do Fuck it. Fuck that guy with his new. studio. No, listen, listen, listen. We have to take pity on him because let's be real. He's been sending me notes on the private. Okay, and I don't want to put this out here. You guys are family, so I'm just telling you guys. Shh. But, like, Eric sends me notes that like Ariel mistreats him Oh. and Eric sends me that. notes that's like oh my god today Ariel was like why the fuck haven't you got my coffee oh my god Eric your predictions are garbage oh my god Eric your man bun is atrocious what are you doing today what rubber band are you using I'm just I'm not putting it out there and saying like these are things I know for sure that are happening i'm just saying these are things that we're pretty sure are happening based on the intel i've taken from talking with eric jackman cannot prove it wouldn't put that out there not responsible journalism just asking the question <laughs> just asking the questions okay let's go do it asking the questions in the form of statements let's go Okay, UFC 208 happened. Dana White wasn't happy. I don't know many of you are happy, so we're going to try and you know tie a nice little bow on this piece of shit that was a pay-per-view card. But guess what? There were some highlights, but there's a lot more to talk about. Last week, we had an over-under Kevin. Uh, Kevin, how did you feel about that? Did you feel good? Where are you right now? Every time I get the
0: chance to be in Eric Jackman's presence, I feel a little bit better, I guess, just in general. Uh, okay. overall feel strong about the picks had a great feel for the card could have a conversation with the referee who screw fucked me a little bit in the final okay. fight but we'll get to that okay.
1: Okay, sure, sure, sure. We don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, But while we are speaking of screw-fucking, why don't we go ahead and bring on uh, Eric Jackman, who is no stranger to that concept, on the MMA Hour, which he belongs to and uh, serves as a commentator for as well. Now, Eric, before we actually allow you to say some words, I have some words for you, sir. New Jack! New Jack, uh, as pronounced on last week's podcast, the words are as follows. Do you not know how to... I don't know, build to a performance? Because you were trying to reveal how you thought the night was going on Twitter rather than let it happen on the podcast. Do they not teach you how to tease properly on the MMA Hour? I'm just asking questions. Also, welcome to our show.
2: Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Um, <laughs> no, they don't teach you how to how to tease in, uh, in the production school that I went to, which was the School of Hard Knocks. But um, you should wow. suggest Just that. It's completely unrelated
0: for the morning completely meeting.
2: Completely unrelated to this. Tomorrow um, we're recording this on a Sunday. I don't know when it's going to come out, but tomorrow on the MMA Hour we're going to have uh, Fedor Emelianenko, uh, Chris Cyborg. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you if if, if this doesn't come out Monday, um, catch it uh, whenever you can. Available on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, um, anywhere podcasts uh, live. Uh, that's the MMA Hour with Fedor and Chris Cyborg. So what were you saying? You were saying something about uh, promotion and building up and all that stuff. Um, Well, that's great. Here's
1: the thing. We clearly, as (laughs) evidenced by you as our guests, don't hinge on having to rely on guests to draw. But more importantly, Eric, here's the more important thing that you have to take away from this whole, uh, I guess, escapade. You're trying to promote as if people are going to miss it, even if this doesn't come out tomorrow. They know full well how long the MMA hour lasts. So I'm pretty sure if you tune in right now, you could still catch it in its ninth hour on air. Yeah, they still asking questions about beards and hair. 2 a.m. So I, I guess time. Just saying, saying. They go mm-hmm. till 2 p.m. Brazilian time. It works. I believe the official end time is till the wheels fall off. So listen, I don't make the rules. I just enforce them.
2: Um, but point taken Point taken, Mm -hmm. but I mean, let's just let's just call it (laughs) it, 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 the the tweet itself. And we'll and we can, you know, we'll get as deep as you want to get on it. It was so egregious that it it needed attention immediately.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, You know what? Here's the nice part. So normally we save kind of the result for the very end. But this is a prominent tweet that you put out there. And I think it's important because what if you're wrong? Eric, have you thought about the possibility? What if you were wrong?
2: I have. Of course, I've thought of that possibility. Okay.
1: Yeah. So what was the tweet that you put out, and where do you think your error might have been? Well,
2: so the t- the tweet was a response, no? No. Mm, uh, I think it was a his response. His tweet at
0: us? Oh, it was a response. Yeah, I started it. Kevin, what did you say? Uh, I have to go. <laughs> I don't remember. I was talking a lot of shit I'm on like, Twitter. Don't
2: worry. I have it here, guys. Uh, oh, oh! I have it. Don't you worry. This, this was the highlight of my night. So I have this right in front of me. There we go. At Verbal Tap the French connection, baby. I'm owning New York, Rick. Time to get Raph up to my competition. <laughs> Hashtag UFC 208. Now I can see the confusion because I don't think Raph realized that this was reactionary. Um, and now my response to this was, have I gotten a single pick wrong? Actually asking. Because at that point, I didn't know. Um, But, you know, we can get into the reveal. We can get into when this tweet was sent out and what was happening at the
1: time. I want to know. Can I correct him just a little bit? So you tell me right now what was going on in your head. And the reason why I asked a little bit of uncertainty. Kevin, I don't need you in this right now because (laughs) I'm going to take you up on this in two seconds. But let's just say this right now. Rick's contention is, oh, Raph, Kevin started it no no you don't pick on kevin that is my job kevin is too dumb to know if he's starting on something and not only is he starting something quote unquote but you are giving away the results or are you you're supposed to be bigger than that as the or am
2: i is the question i actually was asking if i had gotten any wrong now if somebody sees this um, they might be. They might be compelled to find out if I had any wrong. And guess. And guess what? what? I was compelled to find out if I had any wrong.
1: And what and, was the
2: result? Let's do the drum roll. Brr, come to find that at the moment that supposedly New York Rick was being owned, he had a grand total of zero incorrect picks.
0: That doesn't sound zero.
2: Right. <laughs> not a single one.
0: <laughs> that uh, that's just not how I remember it sorry let's put some
1: asterisks there okay (laughs) two fights got canceled let's not forget that okay i was devastated by that (laughs) i actually don't ask some information about that because rick i think kevin wants to get to that question as well but kev go and say what you need to say about it because i have questions
0: i just want to be super clear so the audience understands because that's ultimately the judge and jury here and i think they're going to let us know on itunes with a five-star review who they think is right (laughs) Uh, In this particular instance, I hadn't paid a fuck's worth of attention. I watched the diamond win. I was all hopped up and excited. Decided to throw a little smack talk that I was almost sure would invite a response of confusion. Because here's the beauty. Raph plays in a world where he cares about what's happening. Like, that's what he bases life off of. I don't have that fear or that concern. I just go with what's popping out at the moment. Uh, that, I think, confuses people on Twitter sometimes, because usually Raph yep. won't purposefully mislead. I-, I wasn't purposefully doing it. I was pretty stoned.
1: So Kevin I'll is the uh, grandfather are. of alternate facts, people. So blame him if you see our government going to shit. I was raised Rick-
0: in Kansas. <laughs> I just... Rick-
2: Education system not so good in Kansas.
1: No. Wait. It was Rick, where were you born and raised? I'm sorry. I just wanted to double-check this.
2: Uh, in New York City, actually. I don't know if uh, oh, it's a little-known fact. New York you. City, born and raised.
1: See? Interesting. His teachers Big city versus little books. small towns. Look at this, Kev. You got the big city kid over here picking on the small grain of earth farmer, Kevin Phillips. Worked his way into what was it? Was it a fake scholarship that you got? A scholarship, and he invented shit. Pretty affordable
0: state school education. I was Kansas Kansas State, if you get high school too, we can call it that. I we read the Bible in history class for sure, it was real. (laughs) Read it, it was a historical document presented as though it had facts in it.
1: So, all right, since we need to get to the results section of like the actual what happened, because there's a lot of talking points, let's get it out of the system. Rick, were you perfect all night?
2: I was not. I had one wrong.
1: Uh oh. Uh oh. Again, you fucked I up the picked. timing. I asked you if you were perfect, and the answer should have just been no, Raph. I'll wait till you give the results.
0: <laughs> Is it,
1: you're testing it now, too? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Don't tell me to get the fuck out of here. Here's my fucking podcast. You get the fuck out of here. Kevin, how did you do? Uh, First of all, I support his
0: protest against the rules because I'm in a resist place. I did pretty great because I watched Anderson Silva, the world's surest fighter, (laughs) defeat Derek Brunson, which I called. And I even remember hearing an elicited laugh and I couldn't
1: believe it. I believe the question was, (laughs) who do you take, Anderson Silva or why? And to my recollection, it was one uh, Eric who picked the Y. And why did you pick the Y? Uh, because he won the
2: fight. That
1: was, that was the bulk whoa, of it. Oh, whoa, 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 Don't bring your alternate facts in here. Kevin, why did Anderson Silva win the fight? Uh,
0: that beautiful capoeira move that got the crowd excited. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be what won it for him. I can't officially tell, but won it for me.
1: Okay, okay. I like I like where your head is at, Kevin. Um, Eric, I'll let you go ahead and rebuke with what you think was the reason that the Y won.
2: I mean, if you think about how many rounds there are in an MMA fight, there's three rounds. Sure. Um, and then if you think about how many points there are on a triangle, there's three points. If you connect the dots between those uh, three points, you have yourself a triangle, and then if you multiply that times three to represent the three rounds of uh, MMA, you've got yourself uh, some kind of pyramid going. And at that point, I think all signs point to the Illuminati uh, giving Anderson Silver the win. I think it's, Kev, it's almost irrefutable at this point.
1: Kev, do you want to go ahead and uh, be the one to inform uh, Jack over here that he's about three weeks too late for the Alex Jones podcast of the Joe <laughs> Rogan podcast? I was also going to say, you lost me at triangle. If you're curious when I was like, what?
0: It was tri- the word triangle. of education, folks. It was, yeah. We were... Okay, so let's get Our into that. physics teacher was killings. also the JV volleyball coach. He wasn't <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: graded either. <laughs> <laughs> One day, we're going to introduce a segment on here called Kevin Facts. <laughs> we just learned I really I think it almost has
2: to about. be like exclusive to like his elementary school teacher. <laughs> um The the lunch lady was also teaching geography and and so on and so
0: forth. Everybody had to pitch in, Jacqueline. We didn't have enough to go around. Uh, I'll also say, yeah, you could make an argument. Brunson threw a few more punches that landed, but psh. And takedowns. What's a takedown if you don't do anything
1: with it? It's nothing. It shouldn't even count. Hey, you know what? I'll say that much as well. I I love that when the fight (laughs) metrics happen, you see people arguing with any form of recollection. They'll be like, "You know what? Yeah, he he was going for takedowns, but they didn't happen." Okay, cool.
0: Two no. So are we supposed to like give
1: negative points for every time they don't get a takedown? Yeah. Holly Holm fight comes in. She won that fight. Well, wait. What by negative takedown points? Okay, that's inconsistent. Uh, We put up a thing (laughs) that said, uh, "Do you guys agree with the decision?" It's normal. If so, sound off in the comment section below. And this is my fuck up. I put off sound off in the comment section below. And I put a question mark there. On Twitter. It's a statement. Yeah, I did. And uh, I was a little proud of it. At first, I would have gone to correct it. But I was like, you know what? I do like that. Because I'm, like, daring you. Do you dare to sound off in the comment section below? Here are some of the responses we got. Uh, Happy to roll said, whisper voice. So this means Anderson Silva. So it says, and for the next fight, I will make the he match with Chris Wiener. but this time I tie me not to break my arm and foots. So there we go. There's that. I
0: yep. That would have been. That was about what he said after. It was, it was um, really the, the real
1: Mark said uh, I like to thank the Burger Kings and to Michael Jacksons. Whoop, whoop. It's
0: normal. Oh. Fucking! that's the worst thing about this Reebok deal
1: we lost mm. the Burger King on Anderson. the Burger King was a big sponsor for the Silva um, here's some more responses I won't read them in the voice because I'll save it to you uh, Chef Man said definitely Anderson countered everything he did Derek only got a couple good takedowns and landed some strikes in the clinch Eric your response
2: uh, this person was watching something else
1: clearly Fair enough. All right, Maybe Kevin. The I'm elimination
2: back. chamber. I don't know what they were watching.
1: <laughs> Are you watching the elimination chamber as we're speaking right now? Eric? Oh, once again,
2: I am, I am actually. <laughs> I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching Dean Ambrose run shop on on Reddit.
1: I'm the, so proud of you you it, Kevin. It's it's wrestling. Thank you. The real wrestling. Just to let you know, oh, because you need to you need to get up on. They that. call All it right, professional because Ke- it's real. Absolutely, <laughs> Kevin wouldn't know. He's not a good wrestler, so really sports unprofessional Kevin here's one I'm going to have you respond to this one comes from my friend Tenzin who says I would have agreed either way since it was so close I do appreciate the decision though because it seemed like Silva had more damaging strikes and controlled the fight I hate it when takedown swing rounds glad the new judging system isn't as rigid also When you stuff that many attempts, something should be said for the low percentage takedown, at least in some way we look down on the kind of uh, low striking accuracy.
0: Yeah. Uh, First, can we truncate our
1: responses to like a sentence? I mean, is that too much to ask? Kevin, it's Uh, important that you say their point. They they don't want to have out of context points. Context is everything. So go ahead, respond to it. I know it's a lot of words to think. I I appreciate that. Um, I'm now I'm struggling to
0: find it. Raph, what's the question? I do appreciate the responses, but that was pretty specific, and I tuned out. I was focused oh, on the control it, time. There is absolutely they factor in stuffing. What are you talking about? It's called continue fighting. Someone takes someone down. It matters in MMA. It always matters. It should matter, and it should also matter if you try. Uh, did you The homers <laughs> on the broadcast also persuaded people, because Joe and Corbier were just immediately like, oh, but look at Anderson countering. It's like, who gives a shit? He's countering off his back. Uh, takedowns matter. Trying to take them should matter. And, of course, they factor in if you stuff someone's takedowns all night. That's, you know, as we saw in Exhibit B,
1: which is the, the home fight. Kev, uh, I'm going to go ahead and interrupt you here. See, uh, I made it back.
0: It just took me a second to be like, wait, where did they fall on the takedown thing?
1: (laughs) There we are. It just took him a second. Kevin was like, I will repeat the question until I have an answer. Suddenly, I
0: clipped back to physics class. I could hear Jackman laughing, being like, it's a statement, not a question. (laughs) I got in my head.
1: I'm trying. Eric, here's the question for you. Somebody posted this as a response. They said, uh, this comes from Kane, uh, who says, one man came to point fight. The other man came to finish the fight. And the decision reflected that. I'm fine with it.
2: Yes, yeah, he came to finish the fight and did so by not finishing the fight. Uh-oh. Is what I'm getting from that.
0: Fair enough. He, you know, he. But did you see that aware move?
2: <laughs> yeah, he, he really looked like he was close on that one. It was mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, AJ Styles' death.
1: Oh, very nice reference. Eric, let's ask this. Let's armchair quarterback right now. What do we do next for Anderson solo? Because I did enjoy seeing a lot of headlines get uh, put out that said, you know, Anderson prove a f- proves in his old age, he's still around. Like, that was the extent of the sentences I saw.
2: Yeah, I think that about sums it up. Maybe, I mean, he could be the perfect, you know, scrub that you feed to Jacare next if they weren't teammates. Oh, God. Um He's really at that. He's really at that level where wow. um, he's just going to be fodder for some up-and-coming fighter at this point. Um, who it is, uh, who gets that? You know, um, who gets to uh, hit the lottery and get Anderson Silva a win over Anderson Silva on their record um, remains to be seen. But it, it will be some middle-tier uh, guy.
1: Kev is Anderson Silva a scrub who thinks that he's fly? Also known as a busta? Always think about what. No, he's great still.
0: I don't know if you guys saw, but there's some flashes of yeah. Uh, (laughs)
1: There's some flashes.
0: Maybe you know who he would be great to fight. Let's just take a quick page out of Bellator's book and let's keep people not in their prime against people not in their prime. Match him up Mm -hmm. with Rashad. Let's get the answer to that question that no one gives a shit about, and that's Uh, fun.
1: Is is Rashad (laughs) retired? Where is he
0: right now, Eric? I just saw him in he's the documentary. In his, uh, middleweight. Yeah. Okay. He's right in there. He could what, just give him an old guy weight. Be like one ninety five. Can you both hit <laughs> that? They're both shake their head, be like, sure, that works. Neither of the reason measure man
1: because didn't they like with the whole Tim Kennedy thing come down and say like eh, you probably should be fighting.
2: Yeah, he, he had a, a weird brain scan, but he's actually fighting judo Dan Kelly um in march early march i think uh ufc 209 like the next pay-per-view um he's fighting uh dan kelly at middleweight so um yeah maybe the winner of that gets the uh anderson silva fight the, the, the mm. fantastic you know prize that uh, everybody's <laughs> after.
0: we need like a right. senior pga for mma we've been talking about this for a while
2: <laughs> i mean i feel like a, i feel like a complete piece of shit making fun of probably the greatest fighter I've ever seen in my lifetime. The author of so many great moments in MMA and including uh, many of my favorite moments. But at this point, I mean, I think we have to stop trotting them out and having him cry in the middle of the cage about, you know, beating Derek Brunson, who clearly whooped his ass. Um, I think, uh, I think I'm done with this, uh, this version of Anderson Zola.
1: One thing I really appreciated was uh, my good friend Octavia was watching and he just goes like in the first round, you immediately goes, i want to see anderson silva get him more in the clinch and then when uh, you saw him getting rock'em sockem sock em, roboted a little bit i was like is that really what you want what great fucking advice you have you're never in my corner dude and he'd be like no dude like it's like it's only this time and, like the next time he gets lit up like a fucking pinata and i was like bro you will never give me advice ever in my corner ever so good job octavio that's it. I just to talk to you about him. <laughs> I didn't realize
0: uh, you also picked Reese. <clears throat> damn it! Looking back,
1: at my yeah, head, we're, it's we're not fine. Reese, Kevin. Reyes. It is. I'm sorry. Can we? Can we ask the person who's the man? Is this really a contest? Is this really the whitest person on the show? Probably, Eric.
2: Um, I'm not like white white. I'm like off white.
1: Yeah, mm, debatable. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen a current picture of uh, one Eric Jackman. Just uh, not not like the world's deadliest tattoos. He doesn't have the tribal tattoos like the Rock. But hey, let's Yet. talk about this main event. This main event was confusing. Yeah, and I need you guys to help us break it down. Kevin, you were live tweeting yesterday on the uh, Verbal Tap Twitter. Tell us your interpretation of everything that was going on. This was a fun fight. I have
0: a few comments, and I'm curious in general. Here are my takeaways. One, uh, that ref does suck. The second time it happened, frankly, I thought she should have lost a point on the first one. She cracked her a clean few seconds, at least a second and a half. Like a long fighting time, hard. Uh, Stunts her momentum. Does it again at the end of the fourth. Gets a stern warning. I'm sure she'll be worried about that warning all the way to the bank with her belt. Uh, I also am going to question at the end of this whether or not Holly Holm is a grappler that belongs at the title level uh, because the repeated single leg that she was trying was one of the most frustrating things I've ever watched someone who's an athletic beast who's got all this time grappling. It was just like, will you fucking trip her? her legs are completely spread apart. Just like, move backwards. She's going to fall right over. Just do anything but try and pick her straight up. Anything other than that. Uh, and I had a lot of fun watching the fight, but at the end of it, didn't feel terribly satisfied that I saw what what was a
1: 145-pound champ. Noted. Okay. Uh, Jackman, should there have been a deduction?
2: Yeah, clearly. I mean, to be honest, I'm I'm all for if she, there was a deduction after the first blow after the bell because it came so late it so wasn't even late. like she was throwing and, and, so and landed so hard so late. Um, but you guys so aren't you
1: buying rock. the. You, it was in the moment though. What moment? The moment after the yeah, fucking yeah, sure. buzzer sure. went off. <laughs> yeah, it, it
2: it was in the moment. Now here's your point deduction and, and carry on. Um,
0: <laughs> Don't do it again it, in the moment.
2: After the second time, after the second time, I think there's there's. O- almost like no excuse. It, it, you'd have to make a very convincing argument, and, and I've yet to hear one of why a point wasn't deducted.
1: Mm, interesting. All right, noted. So, as all of this is happening, Kevin, you were alluding to the fact that Holly really couldn't score the takedown. Um, um, we talked a little bit about this uh, earlier today, just uh, off screen, but we were saying, uh, you know, that does suck, but I'll ask this to Eric again. Is it more indicative of the Greg Jackson put him up against the cage and try to do work there? And was there a faulty strategy in that? Or do you think that Holly was looking at it like, she hits hard. I want to push her up against the cage because I don't want any of that.
2: Well, I mean, I don't think it was her team strategy because if you're, if you recall at the very end of the fight, she's pushing her up against the cage and they're telling her to separate and kickbox. So yep. I don't know how much of that, like up against the cage grinding was really uh by design of her team um i think it might have been you know getting a, l- a little bit worn out of stepping right into those right hands um that were coming really really hard and really really fast so yeah i'm, I'm guessing part of the game plan was to you know use a little bit of her uh size and, and stay on the cage but i think that uh holly's holly's wrestling leaves a lot to be desired so it probably wasn't the best strategy if it was um i think it was a little bit of both i think it was a little bit of freestyling and a little bit of of strategy and uh it was it was not the the one to beat Jermaine. um although i'd argue you know she at least drew with her uh based on losing a point that would that would have been my score i would have had that fight 48 48 so um wasn't it wasn't the worst performance,
1: uh,
2: but she she, she likely should have
1: had something different for, for Jermaine. Hmm. It's funny because Dana White was saying, he's like, if they had fucking deducted that point, that would have made this already fucking nice, the fucking <laughs> worst night of the fucking all time. Which, great way yeah. of putting it, by the way.
2: I
0: still can't uh, believe... That would have just...
2: been an easy point for them to bail out on uh, Featherweight,
0: for
1: sure. That's true.
0: I can't believe it would <laughs> okay. have cost her two. I really can't.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Joe, is, is, as Kevin noted, that that one that happened, I think it was after the third round that, like, yes. wobbled her, it, and it did that wobble that yeah, Nadu... they do.
2: That was the second round. Is that the,
1: the second, second round? The second round's
2: the one where she got super wobbled, and then the third one was just, you know, just as late, but it didn't connect as flush.
1: Oh, I thought it was third well, The and reason why I thought it was the and third and fourth, but I thought it was there, but she got hit so hard, she did that, like, best in show, Catherine O'Hara, like wiggle leg move where I was like, oh shit, she's more fucked up there. And to be fair, Holly Holm said later on in her post presser that that was, uh, the most damaging hit that she took or the most damaging hits were after the round, which begs the question, you know, I know it says protect yourselves at all times, but don't you want to win the fight in between the rounds too? <laughs> uh,
2: Yol Romero is the king of winning, uh, between rounds. So, <laughs> um, there may
1: be something to it. The guy's undefeated. I'm just saying, if it works, there. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the Joel because... and
0: his steroid doctor are both undefeated. Whoa, whoa, if we're just giving whoa, credit, allegedly, You too. don't
1: know. Me, you don't just throw allegations like
2: that. Band out. He's cleared Absolutely. by Susana, uh, Oh, was he for cleared? Salty supplements. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Well, then I won't just. He throw served a
2: suspension, but uh, oh, oh, a tainted supplement involved.
1: I, mean, I don't know about that. I'd like to see called, my friend. I'd like to go ahead and see a stool sample ah. there. So, sounds ah, murky. I got it.
2: I got it. Boom.
1: Yep, yep. Everybody's fast. I know. So, the important thing to note about this whole perspective is, after it's all said and done, Jermaine, De Randy, De Tito, De Michael, De Marlin <laughs> is given the opportunity now to fight Cyborg, which is a great way to tell your champion, like, you've won a championship. But really, you've won the opportunity to fight the person who should have the championship, even though she's got her own kind of drug thing. We're not really talking about it. I mean, it could be a whole substance thing that we don't want to get into, but you get the opportunity to fight her. And what did Jermaine de DeMichael, de DeMarlin de come down with a de case Brand- of Kevin what did What did she come down with a case of? A case of that did the
0: stare-offs already. She so got no, the-
1: no, 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 no. I'm gonna see if Eric picks up what I'm going for here. Uh, what did she come down with a case for, Eric?
2: Um, I don't know what you know specific word you're you're looking for, but it sounded like a case of a ducks, um, where she was uh, on the first train out of town, not
1: wanting to uh, to compete with one side. Absolutely, board. she came down with a case of ooh, my arm's injured. Oh no, <laughs> oh. I think it needs surgery. I think I'm out for like nine years now. I'll Yikes. see you
0: guys in 2019
1: when I'll be back. <laughs> Jermaine Durand. So I just, the whole time I'm watching that, I just thought about it. And I go, listen, who really wants to fight Cyborg? And you're looking at this and you think this is kind of a, a perfect match of let's see how this plays out. Um, are, are you excited for this now? Does this legitimize the... 145 belt. Where where is your perspective on any of this? Because we were told this was a main event, and it was okay, but that happens every once in a while. So Eric, what happens next?
2: Uh, It seems like Cyborg's... um, It seems like Cyborg's going to get a TUE based on um, what I've been reading. It seems like uh, she's going to be cleared to fight sooner than most expected, and she's going to fight Jermaine. Uh, If not, I imagine she'll fight uh, somebody else in the meantime for an interim belt, and then Jermaine will come back and they'll unify those titles. But what this really tells me is that 145 is not really a division that the UFC wants, needs, uh, should. uh, Any other word that that you'd like to use uh, should not be in business with. Uh, It does not have enough talent in it, and I don't think um, that they can sustain it. I just just don't think that... uh, having everybody come up from 135 to fight at 45 to pretty much be slaughtered by Cyborg is uh, the business that they want to be in. Um, Invicta was able to kind of, you know, build at least a semblance of a division around Cyborg. At this point, it's really Holly and Jermaine, and they're both 135ers. So um, I don't know how long this 145-pound division lasts, to be honest. Um, But if Cyborg can come back soon and um, Jermaine puts off surgery and they fight, uh, there may be hope for it but that would be the only case where I could see it.
1: Noted. All right. Well, that was the main event. That was the co-made event. Uh, a little bit earlier in the night, uh, we alluded to this, but Jacare, Ooh. great performance, basically gave us really the only definitive finish of the night, which, thank God. Uh, so that was a nice flourish of, of something that happened there. But it was like the only, Jacare. the only non-decision win. When we're talking about Jacare, though, And we had mentioned this on last week's podcast where it was like, no, but seriously, why isn't this man given a title shot? And uh, I believe one of my friends, Caleb Johnson, he's a listener, he put up on his status update. He's like, oh, man, he's going to beat the number 15th ranked and then ask for a title shot. Really? And I was like, wait, what? You think he asked for the 15th ranked? You think he was like, you know what? I would love to uh, like make my case to go ahead and fight for a title they've promised me a thousand times. But instead, give me number 15 so I could wreck shop and show you what I'm really capable of. That's what I, that, I digress. I, said, I guess. <laughs> give me the worst. I don't want anybody but with like, a
0: winning ring. I want to give a shout out to Jacques Ray mm-hmm. for the compassion he showed for Tim Bosch. That <laughs> yeah. could have been bloody and brutal, and it wasn't it was just uh elbow that won't or a shoulder really that won't work for about the next week. You know, that's, uh, I mean, I, that's
1: not I, I think I, if, go on.
2: I was going to say, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Caleb Johnson, the only formidable over under Kevin opponent I've ever had Uh shout out to you, Caleb
1: <laughs> <laughs> kind of except you guys tied. So, you know, it wasn't like you really. He was
2: the only formidable
1: opponent. <laughs> <Takes> <laughs> no, well. I understand well, what you're, you're implying here. I'm just letting you know you're supposed to be some kind of expert. and He's just some sort of schlub. Jesus, go easy on Caleb. What's no, here? dude, dude, he put. Well, what did he do? He put up that dumb status update, and then when I was like calling him out for it, he's like, ah, "I'm just bored." And I was like, "Clearly, dude, you're not making any sense." Jacare is the fucking shit, dude. <laughs> So, okay, (laughs) Uh, I missed this, but did they say at the very end, did they promise him the title shot? No. 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 No.
2: So, uh, he said he wants a title shot. They've said, uh, yeah, he's likely to get a title shot. It seems like he wants to wait out, but they have not said, yes, he will get a title shot. Uh, but Jacare's mistake. And it's been his mistake for his entire post strike force career has been saying, I want a title shot next but I don't want to wait around. So if they throw me, uh, you know, random create a character uh, 17th ranked middleweight, I'll take him out real quick and then uh, be right back exactly where I started. So uh, more than likely they're going to shake out some other things at middleweight, give him some random uh, schlub and he's going to take their arm home once again uh, and spend the rest of his career uh, avoiding title shots.
1: Ugh, that's just gross. I, I think let's, create a GoFundMe that just keeps Jacare from competing. If we <laughs> if we can out I mean outpace his next fight purse. He's like, All right, <laughs> fuck it. I'll wait. Which I still profess that I think that the UFC pays Brazilians in actual peanuts. Not like peanuts the euphemism, like actual peanuts, and then they're just like, Here you go, you fucking dummy. Sixty so. pounds. Great fight. Sixty pounds indeed. <laughs> Um, I don't know, man. I I would just like to see Jacques Ray get his final his due, and I feel like we've said the word he's likely to get the shot about a million times. So I'm it's good. The here. problem
2: is though he, he he gets he gets older. He it's not yeah. he's not getting younger. He's not a young man. Uh, and yeah. every every year that we wait for this title shot to happen, uh, the likelihood of actually him performing at that level. Uh, gets lower and lower. it's it, it's quite sad. He's not uh, but even we do know that DM. he can beat the shit out of a out of a top, you know, twenty middleweight. Like he will he will wreck shop on those dudes.
0: Yeah. Thirty seven <sighs> is the age. If everybody's like, wait, hey, how old is yeah. Jacquaret? He's almost forty. That's how old he
1: is. He's yeah. almost Anderson Silva yeah. age, guys. He's slowly catching in yeah. on that. I know he get- looks great. I get it we kind of got that Brazilian black don't crack kind of face to him. Thirty seven. So it's it's hard to really pinpoint exactly where he's gonna be. Kev, let's ask you this, because I don't think anybody was more excited to talk about this injury than you. But I know I laughed profusely when I saw you tweet it up. Uh yes. Are you talking about Glover Tech
0: labia? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Strong concerns. You know, my favorite tweet was, I saw somebody post this, I don't exactly remember who, but they said, hey, you laugh, but you try fighting with a torn labia, which is just (laughs) art. Uh, Glover Teixeira, lost in translation, pointed at his shoulder and was like, I tore my uh, labia. (laughs) Joe Rogan, (laughs) apparently either too stoned or drunk to laugh, just was like, sure, yeah. What? Like Everybody just moved past it, and then Twitter didn't, which was... I had laughed for a solid seven minutes. And I also want to preface, I think part of the reason I forgot to respond or wasn't paying that much attention, I assumed Cannoneer had won the fight. So I was also, in part, boasting about uh, the French connection as a winner um, about this particular fight, which I think is... I mean, Lundholm. that tweet
2: was an absolute abomination.
0: You're welcome. You know, you saw it. You're like, I oh, brightens <laughs> my day. <laughs> Somebody's upset. I, <laughs> yeah, it, it did
2: something like that. Certainly.
0: See? It's about laughs. Raph, uh, mm. can we get that on a t-shirt?
1: Absolutely. This we'll is the best thing market. since
0: Gay Jesus. This is oh, 100% God. the best thing <laughs> since Gay Jesus.
1: We'll do a loss in translation award that we give out every year, and every decade we'll pick the the translation loss in translation award of the year. So get ready for it, kids. Uh, it promises to be something. Did you guys okay, so listen to
0: this? Have you heard this? Have you, were either of you <laughs> listening to the broadcasts?
1: Yeah, I know. So I have to admit something. Yeah. So yesterday I was uh, doing coverage at a seminar, and uh, Kev, I was telling Kevin this, but I'll tell you this, Eric. Our good friend Jeremiah Vance was doing a seminar over at the L.A. Jiu-Jitsu Club. They then decided to go ahead and put on the fights in the background. And there's like a little mini part where the mats are where you can see the television. So I started dragging my training partner with me so that I could see the crevice of where the fights were going on. Because I realized I was like, shit, I started this role. I can't get out of it. But if I drag them over this way, I could see what's going on. And lo and behold, it was right in the middle of a like in-between fights and I go no, god damn it! And the guy swept me, so no, yeah, whatever.
0: Not that anyone's paying attention to sweeps, not <laughs> at all.
1: Uh, but because of that, I was trying to pay attention, so I missed a whole bunch of what the commentary team was doing. Uh, but I also missed, uh, I guess, the the tail end of that, as well as the uh, Jim Miller and uh, Dustin Poirier match, Great which I do want to get into. So before, did you have any closing thoughts on that, Eric?
2: uh on that fight itself.
1: Tick share is just on the tick share labia yeah. situation.
2: Yeah. No, I think I think we've covered it. I think uh
1: Great I fight. Think,
2: I, you know what, it's a sensitive topic. I don't really want to go into uh Glover's labia.
1: Um I, I'd rather stay away. <laughs> All right. That's a good choice. All right. So then talk to me about uh Miller and uh Poirier, Kev.
0: Well, I think I speak for everyone I was I was surprised these two point fighters came out and put it on the line. Uh, Jip Miller remains just such a small act of violence in in himself. Dustin Poirier comes out with Zach Morris hair. I don't know what happened stylist-wise, but I've only ever seen him with a shaved head. Freaked me out a little bit. A little too much prettier. I don't know what happened, but he was a glimmer of distraction. Great fight. Fun fight. A lot of different positions uh they you know there were some really good takedowns, there were some good transitions, and a fuckload of strikes. I also hmm. thought Poirier won, so I agreed with the split decision uh, what Senior was it? No, it was like a two one, it wasn't a split. it was he won by majority, but one of the judges tied, I think there yeah, yeah yep 28-28. yeah, one, so won two one send your Jackman
1: your thoughts.
2: Dustin Poirier, Jim Miller, neither man in a boring fight in their entire careers. Ever. uh, Was bound to be incredible, and it was incredible, indeed. Um, Dustin, not a broken leg, thankfully, uh, but it looked like it was damn near broken, uh, but not a broken leg uh, reported today. Um, But, I mean, both of our picks for fight of the night ended up being fight of the night, uh, not surprisingly.
0: We went way out on uh, a limb, obviously, yeah. with Jim Yeah, Miller's we, we, re- we really
2: stretched the limit of Fight of the Night <laughs> on that one.
1: <laughs> I have to say, because normally uh, that becomes such a decisive maker, but in this particular case, there was a definitive winner. So I want to go ahead and give some yeah. point totals here real quick. Um, there was, out of 10 fights possible, there was a 9-6 to six that happened. Kev, any idea how that went? Out of 10 fights
0: possible, what do you mean there was a 9? Nine... Oh, I had the 9 to 6? There or... was one
1: person who got 9, and there was one person who got 6. Where do you think you fell on that one? Well, I got to tell you, I'm a little worried because I know I at least lost 2. <laughs> so,
0: uh, <laughs> okay. Through a... sheer... Use
2: the math, Kevin. You shut up. There.
0: You shut up, Jackman. I don't need your help right now. So through the powers of deductionism, Very I will cool. say yeah. I got six, and I'm also gonna giggle that it was 69.
1: Well, yes, I know. I, I tried not to say it as as yeah, as much yeah, as possible you for you, but I, everybody heard it. They I like, will say six.
0: Turn those mm-hmm. numbers exactly the way they are. <laughs> it works perfectly anyway
1: sexier guys They're i know i'm like to a podcast about mma but we're gonna make this fucking sexual um here's the issue though kev and before you get too sad about this there were some uh instant replays that were discussed uh after the matches were done yeah and uh i do have some good news for you yeah and bad news for eric though so I thought it was a travesty that they didn't deduct points during the Holly Holm fight. So I decided to go ahead and deduct two points from Eric Jackman's total uh, as a result of Holly Holm not having two points uh, deducted for her when she got late hits. Because let's be very, very clear. Eric, what he was doing here, when he was going ahead and like, rubbing it in your face and saying bad shit about your Kansas upbringing and your inability to read and the fact that you don't really know exactly how to do math, all those jokes add up. I think those were late hits, Kev, because the game be really was already more. over. The buzzer went off. You know, He Absolutely. comes back in with his new studio and
0: is, oh, Chris Cyborg's going to be on the podcast tomorrow, so we'll just ask her about whatever she's thinking about Jada Ramsey or home or whoever. Jada. Yeah, we get it. So he has to come in. He has to belittle my one-room schoolhouse where mm-hmm. we did home ec and shop <laughs> oh, in the same hour. Yeah.
1: Yep. Absolutely, you know. He and and struggled every day. Mister
0: New York City, School of Hard Knocks, and the Columbia School of Journalism. I don't know if you've heard of him, but that's what it sounds like
1: when he's yeah. So I agree with the two point deduction. Okay, that's, that's good. Sarah. Thank you very much. I'm glad, Eric. How do you feel about the two point deduction?
2: I'm heartbroken. I really am. Um, for once in this in the run of uh, of over under Kevin, I actually cared, and uh, this is how you guys treat me. Um, I was caught up in the heat of the moment. I was feeling good about my win, and uh, yeah, I threw a few extra shots. Uh, okay, do I so you admit that? Now. I, okay, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think I deserve to lose, <laughs> to lose points for that. He's um, heat of the moment. This is this is combat. Yeah, it was heat of the moment. This is combat. This is this is how <laughs> it goes. You're g- you're gonna get clipped for, by some some wild ones, and uh, you know it's incumbent upon uh, upon the people who raised you. To, to teach you how to duck those, those shots, um, and you clearly did not uh, did not get that uh, as, you know, as you were being uh, as you were being raised in, in the in the soft ass streets of Kansas.
1: Oh, Kev, see here's where it gets bad because if you notice, it was a seven six decision with the two point deduction. But here's the problem in giving his summation right now. Where he was saying shit about you, and it was supposed to be apologetic, he actually took another late hit. I think that's enough to go ahead and bring it to 6-6, which is actually a tie score. I feel like you're still going to be like, he
0: won because of predicting some bullshit other performance of the night, which should have only belonged to Silva's capoeira coach. And that's where I think this is headed anyway. Well, I have some bad news for you, Kevin.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and tell you the bad news right now. I actually was actually content on making it a tie score, and I hadn't even gone to the tiebreaker, but then you talk shit about me. So the winner of this is just Eric Jackman. Uh, You know, I was trying to make it work for you in your favor because Eric, as he did mention, he was batting a perfect average, but then he decided to fuck it up by putting the wrong person to win the Anderson Silva-Derek Brunson match. It would have made over-under Kevin history, but he couldn't do it. He voted Um, against history. That
2: would have been incredible. By the way, guys, who's Derek Brunson? Um, Wasn't one of my picks. I picked Y.
1: Yeah, no shit. Good (laughs) job there. Do you really want to go ahead and uh, have that deduced from your total again? (laughs) No. Uh, Let's (laughs) let's move on from the debacle of a pie cart. (laughs) That's what I thought. You know, the nice part is I feel like we found a way to make it entertaining because uh, there was... was fun. Yeah, We really were the best part of UFC 208, if we're being honest. So, uh, Kev, can you remind us what you have to do? Or, you know what? Not you, Kevin, let's have Eric remind us what the bet was from last week.
2: Um, if I had lost, why don't we start with that? Just so that okay. Kevin knows what he missed out on. If I had lost, Kevin <laughs> was going to be able to take over my Twitter for 10 tweets, 10 tweets. were are going to be in your control. And now I was truly sweating this out. I don't really get worried by much. Um, <laughs> But the idea of you controlling my Twitter had me a little ruffled, and I was almost—I was almost going to call Raf and be like, "Look, Raf, um, I don't know if I can deliver on this debt. I think I need—I think I need to cut this maybe down to like one tweet or two tweets." Uh, but come to find that uh, I'm as good at picking as I as I thought I was. Um, and what you will now have to do is you're going to have to walk into your academy. And pick the slubbiest, shittiest, most unqualified white belt in the entire place. You know what? In fact, I hope it's somebody day one who hasn't even put on a white belt yet. Um, And you're going to have to job to them uh, on video and post that to the verbal cast Instagram.
1: So here's the question, though. Is it supposed to be a jiu-jitsu move or a pro wrestling move?
2: No, I want this to be jujitsu. I want you to truly like feel the sting of uh, this white belt just having his way with you. Wow.
1: Fine. Fine.
0: <laughs> There's beginners class on Thursday. Now we'll now edit this that.
2: one. This- you know this. This one is you know at your leisure, but I'm hoping that Raf will be willing to share that with the rest of the people in your academy as well. But you know that's 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 for him to to decide. Oh, not at all. Jokes no, on you.
0: A lot of them follow the
1: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Hey, listen, guys. If you are listening to the podcast, play dumb. One hundred percent. I didn't dumb. say
0: listen. I said followed. A, a few of them listened. <laughs> That the social media is, frankly, it's an easier commitment. And, you know, that's where it starts.
1: But, uh, well, Eric, here's the thing. Should he wait for the right opportune moment or does it have to be done? Like you said that you're giving him some leeway, but should he wait for the right white belt, the right newcomer to walk through that gate?
2: No, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm in no rush here. I think, uh, I think, you know, when, when it's available, um, let's not, uh, let's not force this here. Let's not get, you know, Uh, You know, it's blue belts and and all of a sudden uh, that guy gets the opportunity because he's just the worst in the damn class and can't finish a fucking armbar. Uh, I want this to truly be the worst of the worst. I want this kid to walk in 115 pounds soaking wet. uh, His gi is three sizes too big. Can't even tie the damn belt right uh, and slapping, just slapping Kevin around.
0: Frankly, we have a fourteen-year-old that meets that description that started a week ago that would just uh, cry with glee <laughs> after some of the things I've been <laughs> abusing him with. So uh, he's yeah, he's, he sounds like a perfect fit. He's hitting the right notes because I was about to say, don't insult a single one of the Jibera blue belts. How dare you? Yeah. Like, you. Uh, although, uh, <laughs> if
1: you think about it, though, should it be that Kevin has to have somebody like film their like role? And that the kid just like works him, and that he like thinks it's all happening live.
2: I kind of leave that to you. Look, I mean, mm. you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts here. Um, some of it may <laughs> not be possible. So sure. you can either you can either treat it like a work shoot where this kid has no idea that he's going over on you, and you're all of a sudden your arms just available. All of a sudden your your leg is just available to this uh, beginner, or you know you can. Give them a little bit of direction and and help them and and figure out how to film it. But uh, I leave that to you. I leave that completely to you process,
1: Kevin. Yeah, I'm I'm prepared. Okay, well, let's do this. Um, We've got a few things that are coming up on your plate, Uh, Rick. uh, Obviously, things that are going to be uh, quite entertaining. You seem to be a man behind the scenes that knows what's going on. Tell us what is going on in your world in the next few weeks.
2: So, two weeks from now, we've got Glory in Chicago. Badass. Um, I I say this everywhere I go. Uh, It doesn't seem to be penetrating 100%, but if you like fighting, if you like fighting, you will like Glory. Go see Glory. Uh, Watch it on ESPN. Watch it on UFC Fight Pass. The best goddamn strikers on the planet fight for Glory. Um, Glory's... Excited terrifying. about Donald Cerrone throwing? It's yeah, if you are excited about Donald Cerrone throwing a goddamn four punch combination, wait till you see the shit Ooh. that these motherfuckers do. They just keep uh, hitting each other. Glory.
0: they and it's high Raph action, high octane. Like the way Raph and I do frequently talk about Glory is like for real. If you don't think you like watching fighting, or and you think maybe you like boxing, like you got to watch this shit. It's insanity. Yeah. It's amazing,
2: yeah. It it, it is truly uh, fantastic. Raph was there in uh, in LA. What was that? A month ago? No, yeah. a little bit less than a month ago. We like, were, like three weeks three, ago three, or so. Four weeks ago.
0: Huge fan. Yeah.
2: Um, it's so. it's always a good time. He's he's been he's been uh, with me for these events. We met at Glory Ten, I want to say, right?
1: Uh. Well, we met before that. We met actually. I'm so sad that oh, you don't even at remember at this. Morris. Metamoris no, and no, DOS. No, no. Met
0: Metamor- yeah, we met at Metamor- <laughs> Metamor- um, Awesome. Wow. Nerdy. Wow. Fight nerds. F- hold and on. Quick moment but, for the uh, MMA crowd. Verbal temp fans. These two are true dorks of the sport. Glory 10, yeah. <laughs> Metamoris 2. Shocking. Just how far away we are from those moments keep going i want to go ahead and
1: mention this Uh, it's hard for kevin to it's hard for kevin to really understand what it's like to go somewhere and do something and be productive so i understand it's much easier to smoke out in your house and get high and do all the cool (laughs) jazz cigarettes that you're doing there but those of us the rest of us we get out there we do the work now granted eric's behind the scenes not doing much work but he stands around he looks like he's doing work okay you guys are there. He wears Son a, a three piece suit every single time Still I see dorky. him. Still dorky. Every we'll single goddamn time. I'm just letting you know. And then he looks at me and he wants to start some shit. And I'm like, I will fucking punch you, sir. But I don't. <laughs> I will fucking punch you, sir. Um, no, nah, I'm not going to strike it, you. You know, if anything, if we ever get into any kind of scrap, it's going to the ground. And, you know, there's nothing I want more than uh New York Rick to be attacking me and to have people recognize me and be like oh my god are these two nerds fighting right now and I'd be like yes I'm gonna beat the shit out of Rick so throw nachos at each other it's gonna Mm -hmm. be really uneventful
0: be the world's (laughs) most unwatchable (laughs) fight Feeling like oh, they should (laughs) stick to journalism
2: make no mistake about it even even, I I know that even Iraq would uh just completely annihilate me on the ground and uh I wouldn't even want to do that. I, I just couldn't even take it there because uh, it'd be it'd be the most embarrassing moment of my life.
0: Jack, um, it's like quick tie tying contest. Let's go. <laughs> Who, who's Let's got Ariel um, Hawani on speed dial? Go. <laughs> You're Ariel.
2: After- Ariel's my tag team partner, so oh, um, we'll uh we'll, we'll get the we'll get the what's the oh fuck I'm gonna botch this. The oh, Bella right. Twins? Yeah, the Bella Twins. We'll get the fucking uh, twin game going. He'll come in when uh, you think it's me, and then it's me All and him. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get that going. And,
1: um, he tries so really hard. That's what you gotta that.
0: Before you talk about Invicta. Listen,
2: I'm not. Yeah.
0: I, I want to say this. We've been trying to get a tag team MMA match between the Miller brothers and the Lozons. So chew on that. For a tag team MMA, mm,
2: I love that. I love that. Yeah. Now, I think the Millers are probably more um, cordial with each other, right? Am I am I crazy that the Lozons have had a bit of a tumultuous relationship? Or potentially, uh, yes.
0: Hey, conflict makes partnerships. Have you heard that Skip Bayless promo? Conflict <laughs> works. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs>
1: Rick, isn't that oh the dream though? Skip don't Bayless. you want to make it so that you can, like, be the person that everybody, like, bitches and moans about, but they have this show on a very prominent sports network that they go, "Oh, I'm not watching that show.
2: Kind of, but I just don't have it in me. Like, I, I-, I couldn't be the guy who creates fake accounts and goes on my comment section to say, like, Skip, you're the man! And then <laughs> forgot to log out of the Skip Bayless account. Like, I just don't have that. I don't have that in me.
1: <laughs> i want this recorded for future use just in case it does happen and rick just told us <laughs> this whole giant scheme right now and spelled it out for us that's great rick um I have so to ask great. This. because okay so invicta and glory and obviously you know that is happening uh what is happening in invicta what's the big fight that's coming up there
2: so uh the big one is is a good one um yana oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher her last name let's let let me let me make sure i have it kunitskaya that's that's how i am like 99 percent sure it's pronounced yana kunitskaya uh she um she defeated tanya evinger by armbar now tanya hasn't lost in in quite a few years at 135 hasn't got the call from the ufc yet um so she's been the long reigning champion of Invicta at 135 uh she lost surprisingly it was a huge upset um turns out that the referee was uh intervening when he shouldn't have uh tanya was trying to post with her foot and she was trying to not post actually she was trying to use the leverage of her foot to push yana off the armbar. um the referee said you can't do that when in actuality as we all know as long as it's not a strike she actually can do that she can use her foot to dislodge um so the referee told her she couldn't do it she got deeper into the arm bar and tapped. Uh, turns out the commission in uh, Missouri overturned it, and now we've got the rematch uh, to do it again. Um, hopefully uh, the referee of, of this rematch you know, uh, tr- is able to, to keep their composure and, and stay out of it, and uh, we get a good fight between Tanya and, and Yana. I think it's going to be really, really awesome. And that's Not many that's people say enough. I
1: hope uh, the people of Kansas are more educated than the people of Missouri, but you know...
2: Ah, I see, I see. This is what but it again, is. Not there.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's,
2: that's coming up on uh, March 25th in uh, Kansas City, Missouri.
1: Interesting. All right, so let's ask this because uh, the Elimination Chamber just ended. And obviously we want you guys it to did, go support yeah. Glory. We want you to go to support... Uh, Invicta uh, always great events and uh, we always enjoy when when Eric comes out this way but I do have a question about the Elimination Chamber because you were watching in the background answer me yep. and riddle me this does Kevin not fit the perfect profile of the Miz
2: oh that's a great question now I don't know much about the Miz's current character mm-hmm. um, I only know now you know you, you may get the wrong impression. I mean, I'm trying to learn more about wrestling right now. I'm not mm-hmm. like the most hardcore of hardcore fans. I know a bit. Um, I know the terminology and I know all those things because Sir. I listen to podcasts. I listen to a ton of wrestling podcasts. Uh, I don't watch Monday night raw. I don't watch SmackDown. So my interactions with, with most of these people are kind of like hearing about them and then catching an occasional pay-per-view. So Sir, I just asked
1: you a that, question. I didn't need you to preface it with war and peace answer.
2: What, With that being said, said, (laughs) uh, I think Kevin is not The Miz uh, because The Miz is the smartest, most handsome, uh, most fantastic, most athletic, most incredible wrestler I've ever seen. Uh, And Kevin is none of those things.
0: Uh, Wow. Not the most handsome? That one's going to be a blow to the ego. Anything else I could deal with. Not the most handsome. (sighs) Maybe
1: like maybe, maybe like third or fourth. Maybe okay. like third or fourth. Most handsome. Okay, Raph. I'm just going to let you know this. The one thing that always seems to be really funny is, is like Kevin and, and The Miz have some overlap. And right now The Miz is in the middle of his best heel work ever. And as uh, you've seen Kevin do his work here today on Over Under Kevin, it's not bad. But the reason I say this is, I swear to God, for someone who doesn't watch, The Miz and Kevin's hairstyles literally go in sync with each other and it's Mm, super strange and i don't understand it but i'm always like is kevin watching like does he is he watching is he trolling me on this (laughs) i've been trolling rep for years
0: this one's super specific It's the longest con
1: anybody's ever seen and i'm like kevin is really like he's kind of like the miz and i don't think he knows all right all right whatever so i just wanted to get maybe a layman's perspective on that and and i'm glad you were able to provide that for us
2: well, I, I haven't followed the hairstyles, but I could see it. But, um, also another side note. I know last week we went on a quick tangent. This is my quick tangent for this week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> MTV's the challenge. Yeah. My favorite thing in the world. Uh, my favorite fucking thing in the entire universe. And Mike, the Miz, uh, started on the real world and ended up as, you know, one of the challenge legends, um, mm-hmm. really holds a special place in my heart. Uh, I will root for that guy to do anything in life because, uh, His learning about racism on the real world and one-handed spectacular saves on MTV's The Challenge uh, were what turned me into a man. They turned me into a man, and and I will forever be a fan of The Miz due to that.
1: That's amazing. That was all worth it. I'm glad we took that tangent. Kevin, do you have any responses? No, that was beautiful. I just want to start uh, rattling
0: off other MTV shows. It's like uh, The Next Bus. Wild and out, we can oh, go back away. Yep. at uh, the real world, kids. This is what took us to the challenge where we could watch our favorite stars get drunk and do Survivor, except cool version. It was uh, great. <laughs> yep. None of that camping yep. bullshit. They stayed in a fully stocked bar playhouse,
1: and that's where the fun happens. So it's like MTV or MTV ran out of like timeshares at the beach house and they were just like what the fuck do we do with these hot people I know let's have them play Survivor but like American Gladiator style but like cool hey let's put them in close
0: mixed bunks (laughs) that's close quarters sound like hot no clothing no AC (laughs) sounds great (laughs) that's the challenge they probably get fined if they ever put a shirt on they're like you take that goddamn shirt off right this second hey Ricky uh uh-uh. uh, we're not paying you to put an Abercrombie
1: and Fitch shirt on. Listen, uh. we had a deal on tank tops. That was our negotiation. Okay, that was our happy meeting. Suns out, guns out, or nothing at all.
2: Fuck.
0: let me just walk away.
2: You you guys realize that like you're describing the perfect show?
0: Uh, <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Even though I sense I sense mockery.
0: No, uh, this uh, is big fans. Television. You could already tell. We wouldn't know. (laughs) We wouldn't watch the show because we hated it. We were like, you know what? We're going to need to make fun of Jackman in 15 years. So let's hop in the (laughs) time bus and make sure we got caught up on what was a fantastic evolution of the real kev life.
1: there's gonna be a day in this, <laughs> it was. this it was year great. of 2017 where you and i are gonna need to recall those memories and we, we haven't of a met yet long past. but get That's your right. ass on
0: the couch and get
1: the you challenge fired this up. is all gonna pay off one day when we need it the most and have to have an extemporaneous Got brain us. off with this guy who has nothing we can make fun of not a man bun <laughs> Not the fact <laughs> that he doesn't do any form of training. Not the fact that he says really weird shit about the challenge. Fun of my education? No, we well, need we this. All did that. Yeah, you caught us. Just... The long cons are in, guys. Well, listen, uh, we could do this all day, and obviously, yeah, well. uh, Rick, you've been on the show so many times now. You are, unfortunately, family. You're the family that we have to see like every major holiday. You're stuck with us. We are happy about that. And we want to congratulate you because yes, you are now the person who was on the most for Over Under Kevin. And Kevin, I have some news for you. Breaking news. But up but up but up but up but up. I did some math. He has a better win percentage. Fuck you. I believe this was and I could be wrong. I don't want to do the math, but we're just gonna pronounce it. I believe this was at least the fiftieth time we have done Over Under Kevin. Wow unofficially I can't I don't know I think we might have missed like two but whoever's the the fuck for the most part we did 50 so Eric Jackman you were a 50th participant in this congratulations sir
2: thank you so much Um, I couldn't have done it without Kevin Uh, really the best crash test you've done it before without Kevin
1: just to be honest
2: yeah but even that one was a tie I need you you are the Joker to my Batman <laughs> um, and uh, it, it is an honor and a privilege to continue to uh, drive headfirst into a wall wearing a seatbelt and watching you fly out of the passenger seat. It is, uh, it is my true privilege. Thanks, man. Means
1: Ladies a lot. and gentlemen, you can catch him on the MMA hour. You can catch him at any one of the events at Victor Glory. All the major uh, grappling, MMA, jiu-jitsu, all that sort of stuff needs. He's a friend of the show, which means he's a friend of yours. Ladies and gentlemen. A nice round of applause and thanks to our good friend, Eric Jackman.
0: Woo! You jack! What a podcast. Despite, not because of, at New York Rick, New Jack, Eric Jackman. I could hear it you you had talked about before we spoke that maybe he was being mistreated by a certain i don't a a
1: h mm-hmm. you don't want like, to wanna... you don't want to say the abuser's I, name i don't want you don't want to give them a name i, I, I feel like to. that's a bad choice so i but won't like, and you won't
0: no we're not going to do it. we're about right, right, right. we've always we a classy podcast absolutely So if you could hear it in his voice you could totally hear he's anyway what a podcast. I am disappointed that I lost. Okay. I thought you, I, you know,
1: six is not terrible out of ten. 60%. All things considered, that's a higher percentage than you normally had. That was something I was going to bring up. But then I thought he pounded you so bad that, like, Kev, I don't think you've ever let anybody yeah. run the table on you. So I got nervous when he put that out there and said, yeah. like, has there been any fight I've lost? And even though I hadn't watched the whole card, Uh, Because seminar, I took a moment and I go, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah, he might be right. Oh, shit. Oh, that's not good for Kevin. That's terrible.
0: No, and I like my casual bravado. It was like, Mm. who cares? Gotta send this tweet. (laughs) Running out of shit to say. (laughs) Here Warm it up. Here we go. Head first. Head first always, Kevin. Gotta run. There's no need to take say. And look at what fodder it provided. That's all. Mm -hmm. That's in the magic, people. Absolutely. Let's do some shout-outs. I'll shout out the whole Jubera crew. There's a ton of people that were competing yesterday across the board, a uh, ton of people representing on the pro fight card Friday. Raph, really cool feeling. You're listening to Fight to Win, they're bringing out, and the announcers are like, uh, they were talking about, I guess it was Ashley this round because Tessa had just fought. They were saying, yeah, another Jubera jiu-jitsu Ashley's obviously game. The other announcer was just like, Yeah, I mean, if you know, you're know, fighting Jabari, you, you have no choice. It's just where it is. So it was really cool to hear uh, the gym get shouted out like that and to uh, see everybody talking about it. You know, Tess and Ashley had great fights. Obviously, Eric did what he does, which is uh, hurt the people he's fighting, <laughs> typically, if I had to describe it. But he's also a really good training partner as well. I was matched up with him for almost two weeks just because. We were like the last two in. He's usually mm. seven minutes late. I'm usually four <laughs> minutes late. So it works really well if we're the last two. It's like, hey, let's trade. And does a lot of good refinements on my game. Just a lot of little, like move your hip a little bit, change your grip. What the fuck are you doing with your leg? Some, you know, small nuanced things that will help improve my game, which is always I. Jubera uh, caught me with a bad grip. And flat out told me about it Thursday. He's like, you know, oh, you kind of got kind of a pretty rudimentary grip. It's like, yeah, I did. I noticed that because you swept wow. me and pfft, passed my guard and choked me seconds after. Uh, couldn't have been great. It was just uh, those. He does. Uh, I'd say like once every. He's like, hey, just you know, move the grip up over here where I showed it. That way it'll work. It's like, oh, there we go. Yeah. What was I? Why was I doing the other one? Sorry about that. Let's uh, go up. Fantastic. Come get choked by the best out in Broomfield. Jibera, Jiu-Jitsu,
1: Raph, that's going to do it for me. That's some good stuff. And you know what? I want to send my congratulations out to everybody. Uh, I'm so happy to hear of good things for Kevin's gym. Never for Kevin, but for his gym. Let's be very clear. (laughs) I am a big, big fan of his gym and the people who help him get better, but not Kevin. As you made sure apparent when you
0: told Rafael Lovato Jr. not to teach me anything good. Let's I be...
1: felt like that was a good thing to do. And I'd like to say, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, have I not gotten a better ovation with that than anything you've done at that gym? No, yeah, you definitely. Okay, that's It's the funniest saying. thing we, we've done at the gym. Oh, we've done. Yeah, please attach yourself to my accomplishments. Without me, I that just... joke is
0: not possible, right? Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> yeah, you played a crucial part of showing up for it. I enjoy the fact that when I do put that in there, because I know nothing will hurt Kevin more. Like, I could choke Kevin like 19 times, and he would still be like, "Yeah, it's training. But you tell a funnier joke than another comedian in their home turf, and you're not even there comedians don't lie we know what kills in the room You've started a so i know there is one thing when kevin's sitting there and he goes that was a good joke Raph," and it played well too that
0: motherfucker
1: it's very funny <laughs> <It's awful. laughs> i just oh man i just enjoyed that so anyway there is all of that um Let's give a big shout-out to Jeremiah Vance. Now, Jeremiah Vance did a seminar over at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. If you don't know about him, please find out more. He was doing this whole series on rubber guard. Now, I'm not somebody who can do rubber guard, but I have a deep admiration for those who can. And I will admit this to you right here, right now. We were rolling afterwards, and Jeremiah wasn't because he was going to compete today at EBI Trials. There's nothing scarier than having Jeremiah coach people on how to have a better rubber guard when it's happening against you. So when people are attacking you and he's like, hey, you might want to move your hand here and pinch this a little closer. And I was like, really, Jeremiah, I thought we were boys, man. I thought we were good (laughs) trying to break my arm here. That's cool. No, 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 no. It's totally cool. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about worry about it. So there is that. Um, but I, I had such a great time watching him and I got to interview him. If you guys haven't seen it, it's up on the verbal tap cast, uh, Facebook page, just a really interesting, quiet, humble guy, but his attention to detail, you see why Eddie uses him so much for his rubber guard. And I mean, I was in awe. I love seeing him explain the subtle differences, uh, as to what keeps a lockdown, what prevents people from uh, getting out of it. So I was, uh, I was very impressed. And uh, I want to send a shout-out to Alan Sanchez, uh, Drew uh, Murillo, our good friend, um, Matt Walsh. Uh, They all did uh, part of the interview with me uh, after his seminar, and it was just – it was fun to talk to them and get their perspectives. Uh, Four very different people on very different parts of their 10th Planet journey and for all of them to be uh, asked to not only represent either in competition via Drew, uh, Alan, or Jeremiah – or in putting together events uh, like Matt is out in Peru uh, via the MMA fusion. I mean, it's just really cool to see people share that experience with you. So I was very humbled and uh, happy to uh, relay some of that. So everybody who came out to that seminar, thank you so much. And I have a big note to say because this is an important one to uh, put out there. Next week is the whiteout, guys. If you know a white belt – I was going to say, if you know a white person, but I was like, uh, I don't know. Uh, white people, too, are allowed. It's not just for, you know, different folks or minorities. No. We are talking white belts <laughs> happening next week over at Valley Martial Arts Center. Be back. Why a white belt tournament. And uh, the cost is pretty low if you guys want to find out more information. It is one of the easiest tournaments that you can get people in there. I hear it's off and popping right now and uh there's gonna be some fun super fights going on next week uh so look out for that you guys and if you know a white belt or r1 and you want to get a very easy uh vibe for in the way that we put things together uh very relaxed very cool atmosphere you don't want to have the pressure of say pans which is coming off or maybe you're going to compete in that and you want a good tune-up tournament Come do that next week. It is over at Valley Martial Arts Center in North Hollywood. If you have any more questions, feel free to hit me up or go over to, again, valleymac.com and find out more information as to how you can sign up there. And, um, you know, I just want to send a big shout out to uh, Drew again. I mean, it's always fun watching him compete. As he mentioned, things didn't go his way. But today it was really cool to see him uh, do something for his hometown group, of 10th uh, planet folk and uh, I, I just really enjoy that I, I like seeing my friends do big things and all of those guys who are competing at EBI trials today it seemed really cool to watch them do that kind of underground thing that uh, gives them the opportunity to uh, get that spot that notoriety for one of the most exciting tournaments there is in all of grappling so our sincere congrats to all of those folks. And and then I guess like we're gonna end our shout outs on this. Uh shout out to Kevin who did a fantastic job on the Twitter. I know that you guys are always wondering, what is Kevin's thoughts? What is Kevin thinking? I don't know. My question is sometimes, <laughs> is Kevin thinking? I, I can't answer for him. I love when people ask me to be accountable for you. So they're like, Oh, Raph, what, what do you think Kevin thinks of this? I don't know. Listen to the show. <laughs> it's pretty easy. But um, Kevin had some really funny jokes, and it was nice to know that uh, when the seminar was all said and done, that I could look over to the side and be like, oh, shit, those are some funny jokes. So kudos to Kevin. And I believe my friends that will do
0: it for me this week. That's going to do it for us tonight. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening.
1: Good night and good fight.